This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello, and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Friday, April 29th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my clean-shaven co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how you doing? Pretty good. I wasn't sure you noticed it, because you didn't say anything while we were setting up. Oh, sure, uh, yeah. Wanted to see if anyone commented. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Brad, how's it going? I'm I'm good. Uh, same old, same old. Lots of DFS uh, and regular fantasy and writing about fantasy and yep, I live baseball. There it's you good. Go. <laughs> yeah, especially in season. Um, we're also joined by our our guest this week, Rudy Gamble of Razball.com. Rudy, how you doing? Ah, doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Uh, I, I've definitely known you for a while, big fan of your site, and uh, you guys have been getting more involved in DFS stuff. And I wanted to make sure you could. Come join us on the show and also talk about this uh, streaminator you've been working on, which is pretty interesting. Um, I played with it some last night, yeah. but can you, can you tell us some more about it, more from your mouth than mine? Yeah, no. Do uh, you want me to talk about it now, or, or we'll... Sure. Yeah, at, least, at least what it is. Yeah, so... Uh... So yeah, so what we have on uh, Razzball is tools both for the Roto person and the DFS. Mm-hmm. So we, the Streaminator and the Hittertron, they're kind of uh, two related to each other, but I guess for this case, it's just Streaminator only is relevant to this call. Mm-hmm. Um, Streaminator projects out the next seven to ten days worth of starts. Um, so you've got all your major stats it's projecting out, and then I have a... a Five by five, twelve-team roto dollar value. So instead of just seeing a whole bunch of stats, you could just sort by the dollar value um, to find out guys uh, that are that are worth streaming. We also uh, we we co-run like eighty leagues, so I use the owners the player ownership from there. So you don't have to, you know. So obviously Chris Sale is going to be like number one or number two. You sort by less than eighty percent on the streaminator owned, and then you start kind of being able to, to find guys that uh, you could pick up in your league. That's all pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I was like I said, I was trying to use it, and it was overwhelming, but in a good way, just because it does so much. But uh, I'm sure we'll be looking at it today. Uh, it's Friday. Uh, we're doing this DFS show for the 14 contests going on tonight. I figure we'll probably be able to ignore uh, the Cubs game in the afternoon. doesn't fit most DFS mm-hmm. stacks. But um, looking at all these tonight, and uh, yeah, we'll be able to use that. That'll be helpful. Um, check that out, get to know a little bit more about it. But um, I think our biggest news came out last night. We at least have to address, it's not that DFS relevant, but D. Gordon gets suspended. Everybody has these jokes about him not being the typical guy that you think, you know, gets associated with steroids and whatnot. But to me personally, it just says that you never know. We don't really have a clue of not only who's using and who isn't, but what it does. But um, Brad, do you have any opinions on it? And then, uh, yeah, how's this affecting your DFS stacks or even your fantasy teams? Well, in reference to you know, him being a unconventional uh, ped user, uh, it, it's not always about like, getting huge, bulking up, hitting home runs. It's also about durability, lasting mm-hmm. long into a season, and getting to the next level. We don't know how long he's been doing this. There are ways around the drug testing uh, policies. Uh, it could be that he's been effectively dodging in the past could just be something new that he's doing mm-hmm. uh maybe addressing an injury that he's trying to get by uh so you know it, it's hard to gauge in that level why he was using and how long he's been uh in terms of what the marlins are going to be doing a lot more Derek dietrich mm-hmm. uh, and that's going to be good for dfs owners he's quite cheap and a really good righty masher uh 
disappears completely against lefties, but he won't start against them. And, uh, yeah, he's going to be somebody who can plug into the lineup starting today. Yeah, I like Derek Dietrich. Uh, Matt always likes Derek a lot. Uh, Rudy, do you have any opinions on D. Gordon? Did this hit you close to home, close to your heart at all, or, or any hot takes? No, well, yeah, D. Gordon's not on any of my teams this year. He's on Gray's, uh, my, my colleague Gray Albright's NL Tout team, so that's like a, yeah. a massive stomach punch. Yeah. But uh, it's, I mean, it's always surprising when these things happen. And uh, to Brad's point, I, I think, I think, I think, for this to happen to a speedster like him's actually shouldn't be as surprising as it is because I think the hardest thing in baseball is to to steal bases six months of the year mm-hmm. to play 158 games and have the you know the spring in your step to be able to steal is really tough. You see these guys you know the stolen bases you know um, peak early um, and I think this is a reason that I think. The the uh, PEDs probably help for that more than power, where we see you know guys in their 30s retain their power, sure. but you don't see you don't see guys who aren't named Ricky retaining that speed much into their 30s. I mean, when a guy like Carl Crawford, who was you know probably as good a base stealer as there was, you know 10 year you know in his 20s, you know uh, basically is non-existent. Yeah. After that, signing that contract, it just shows like there's no one really immune to it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe Coco Crisp would be playing a bit more if he was on this stuff. Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was one of the few guys. He was one of the few guys that you know was able to actually improve. You know, take advantage of the fact that you know as you get in your 30s, you get smarter with pitch recognition. You learn how to pull a ball down the line for homers. Um, yeah, Coco's had some decent years, but yeah, you know, he's been you know, brutalized by injuries the last couple of years. Yeah, I think of the elite base dealers of the day, it was definitely, from like 10 years ago, it's definitely Carl Crawford and like Jose Reyes, who also slowed down a fair amount too. I, I agree. It's hard to, to stay that fast. And, and, he didn't slow down. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I wish he was, if he would have slowed down, he might be actually in the league right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that's D. Gordon. I agree that Derek Dietrich is pretty interesting in a lot of formats and in uh, DFS. Also want to uh, remind listeners that we are doing this live broadcast. I mean, we have a chat going as well over on Fangraphs. So if you have questions, if you want to speak up and interact, uh, either you know uh, picks that you like that we didn't pick or, or just questions you got for us, we can answer them live as part of the podcast. And if you're lif- listening uh, to the audio in the future... Uh, well, you're missing out on the Friday morning uh, video broadcast, but it, it goes pretty uh, uninterrupted for you. Um, all right, let's go ahead and uh, get to things for Friday for DFS. Again, we're going to go ahead and uh, ignore uh, the Cubs game. It's Aaron Blair going to Chicago uh, facing off against John Lester, which is interesting. It sounds like a fun game, and I like the day baseball, but not really going to fit our DFS slate. Um, let's look at the other 14 matchups. Uh, as usual, we start at catcher. Brad, I'll start with you. Um, did anybody stick out to you at catcher specifically? We've got a lot to pick from, but who are your favorite matchups for Friday? Yeah, so there's actually a lot of good catching options today. I'll stick with four, and I'll pass it off to you guys. Uh, sure. A little bit of a sample from the different brackets. Uh, Buster Posey, very cheap on uh, both formats today. Uh, 3,400 on FanDuel, and I think 3,700 on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's up against a lefty, Stephen Matz. Uh, Matz, obviously, a fairly good pitcher. Uh, not someone who's elite by any means. Uh, so uh, with Posey at this price, I don't think you need to avoid him. Uh, definitely one of the more interesting matchups of the day. 
Uh, also liking uh, Yasmani Grandal today against mm-hmm. Cesar Vargas. Uh, Vargas, kind of like a, best I can tell, he's a pitch-to-contact ground ball guy. Uh, it doesn't really match up with his minor league stats, but, you know, uh, I, I don't really foresee a lot of strikeouts coming out of him in the majors uh, right. from what I saw in the debut. Uh, may, maybe he could be a Jaime Garcia type uh, as an upside, but I wouldn't count on that at all. Uh, for today, I'd be looking to uh, you know see some good production out of every uh, one in the Dodgers lineup. Uh, also liking uh, Jonathan Lucroy today up against lefty Adam Conley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucroy has the uh, long-running platoon splits, uh, not so much last season and the start of this year, though. Uh, so I, I could see reasons why you might think uh, you know the past stats aren't uh, as indicative as what you can expect now. Uh, even so, he's cheap on FanDuel at 2800 and so I'd look for him there. And then uh, bargain basement guy, uh, Derek Norris. Uh, he's up against Alex Wood, who's looking a little shaky this year. Uh, very inconsistent. Yeah. And Norris has the uh, long-running platoon splits as well. Uh, so it could be a good play in Los Angeles. Yeah, I love Norris against lefties, and I agree. I, I even have Wood on a team, and it's been tough because he doesn't has not been doing well. So if you believe there's something wrong there, I like Norris for sure. And I like Lucroy because I think I'm going to be picking a lot of other right-handed brewers today too. Uh, and so that could be a good matchup with Conley. Um, Rudy, you have any opinions on those guys? And then uh, anybody else at catcher that you liked that Brad didn't mention? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think there's two picks I'm liking at catcher. I'm liking Jan Gomes. Mm-hmm. He's uh, facing a lefty and uh, Adam Morgan, a, a relatively inexperienced pitcher. I, I kind of like Morgan, but at Philadelphia, nice hitters park. Um, I'm liking Gomes there. Um, the other guy not mentioned, I mean, Posey's always great. It's um, it's kind of more philosophical if you want to spend that much on a catcher. Um, you know, I do like the fact he's facing a lefty, although Matt's is a little bit better than your average lefty. Uh, the other catcher I like is whoever plays in Colorado um, against Robbie Ray in okay. Arizona. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be tough. Hunley um, is the general starter right now. Uh I think the gamble there is he might be sitting today. He's not going to play. Um, he's probably going to take off today or tomorrow. Um, so it might be Garneau uh, or Walter. So I'm not sure who they're going there, but that's also a guy, something I, uh, yeah, as lineups post, look out who's going to play against Robbie Ray. Uh, yeah, Nick Hunley is a favorite on this podcast for sure. Um, he's been awesome at Coors Field, and this is away from Coors, but – I feel like the only other place in the National League that I like about or even close to as much would be Arizona. Uh, and, and if he likes scores, that he'd be okay in Arizona. Um, I like that. He also has the reverse thing where he's preferred fellow righties, but Robbie Ray has such a problem with right-handed hitters that I think that he'd be fine too. So uh, it's not the conventional place for uh, Nick Hundley for me, but I still really like it, to be honest. And I'd like to see Robbie Ray figure it out, but... Not he hasn't yet, so I'm I definitely like that. Um, I had two catchers you guys didn't mention. Brad, how do you not have Francisco Cervelli getting Dan Straley? You love Francisco. Cervelli. I absolutely am in on it. Uh, yeah. The I was just going for some other picks. Sure. Uh, some guys a little more upside. Uh, oh, Cervelli is always just a lovely pick for uh, high floor production. Yeah. Uh, definitely someone to target in like pretty much every. You know, head-to-head or a 50-50 type scenario, because mm-hmm. uh, you're going to get something out of him. Uh, it's almost never that he produces a flat-out zero. 
Yeah. Uh, so, again, yeah, I like the matchup. That's in Pittsburgh, and there's some guys who I think might have power potential today at catcher. I remember I used to like Dan Sreely. You know, Dan Sreely used to be interesting, but even with the Reds, and we haven't seen it in a while, and especially that Reds bullpen, just in terms of Cervelli, like, that's, that's a good matchup for him. Uh, Rudy, did you have something on Cervelli? Yeah, I was, I was going to, I think, say what Brad was alluding to, that the challenge is you've got Cervelli at Pittsburgh. I mean, it's home, but he's still in a, a bat-hitting park, and he doesn't have the platoon advantage. Yeah. Um, so, and yeah, it's tough to know. I, I find, like, with the salaries, it's tough to, you know, figure out exactly how much is impacted by recent games. But the fact that Cervelli's stats are probably helped a little bit by a uh, recent stint in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, every once in a while, we definitely got to figure out what the heck, especially between a couple major sites, like why some are way high and way low, which can be, you know, good, good things for you. You know, Posey is a little low because he's getting a tough lefty, but it might still be worth it. Um, the only other one I had is uh, Stephen Vogt getting Mike Fires, and I want to like Mike Fires, but it's been not great so far, and Stephen Vogt's been fine. So if you want to basically hope that or pick against Fires has been struggling. I think Stephen Vogt would be fine there. Um, first yeah, I base. Think, I think Fires is one of those. Oh, I was going to say Fires yeah. is one of those guys that he gives up homers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. kind of like, he's he's pretty similar to Pineda. That, you know, the, the Ks and walks look pretty good, but when he, mi- when he misses, it tends to be in the zone. Yeah. So it would not shock anybody if uh, Stephen Vogt hits a homer. And I'll have a few other uh, Oakland A's, too. But um, but I mean, I like fires. I wanted to do fine. I'm not that worried about that lineup. But but there's a few spots where it'd be okay. Um, all right. First base is the land of way too many options as usual. And in a big slate like this, we could you know pick twelve of them. I'm sure. But uh, Brad, who are your like top couple favorites at first base? Either mainstream ones or under the radar guys. Well, you hinted that you're thinking of a lot of right-handed Brewers today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on the same page. I like Chris Carter today yeah. up against Conley. And, and Conley's not a guy I really expected to be targeting going into today. Uh, but looking over the numbers, I, I think the Brewers stacks can be pretty tough for him in general. Uh, he's going to have a lot of uh, you know, good righty bats to get through. And uh, being at Miller Park, a uh, more challenging park that, than uh, Conley's really experienced so far. Yeah. Uh, definitely one of the best for power in general in the league. Yeah, I like a lot of Brewers against lefties. You know, and it's not even that I think the Brewers lineup is great. It's just I like a lot of matchups that show up in that lineup when you do that, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's on my list. Who else you got? I like Lucas Duda at home today against Jake Peavy. Uh, PV's not looking good at all this year. I think he's a guy who can go out and exploit with comfort. Mm-hmm. And Duda's running pretty well after a cold stint to start the season. He's still a little hit or miss in general, but when he hits, it's a home run, and it's going to help carry your lineup. Uh, the uh, downside there, uh, Giants bullpen's kind of okay. You know, not anything to really be terrified of, but if – PV does make it late into a game, he'll have a little more trouble uh, actually producing for you. Uh, still nothing I'd really steer clear of, and uh, his price on FanDuel is really good at 300 Yeah. Um, Almost like Miguel Cabrera, who's just kind of underpriced in general on both sites. Uh, still not the cheapest player out there, but you know, so talented. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems to be back on track. The last four games, I think he has something like, I don't know, 
10 or 9 hits in like 15 plate appearances, yeah. or maybe 19. Uh, it's a lot of hits, uh, some hitting for power too, a couple home runs, a couple doubles in there. Uh, so it looks like he's back. Yeah, and yeah, it's hard to ever count him out. I think he's on a tear. He gets Phil Hughes, and there's no reason he can't do fine right. against Phil Hughes. Uh, yeah. Hughes is a strike thrower. He can really take him out. Yeah. Uh, Rudy, anybody jump off the page for you at first base that you're excited about for Friday? Yeah, I'll, I mean, I second Miggy, and I was, yeah, I am surprised how low he's priced, uh, which which screams to me, you know, maybe an over-reliance on last 30-day data in the, in the salaries. Um, I like Chris Carter. I, I agree on that one. Uh, the, the guy who I'd go with the super bargain basement and definitely is my best dollar per point play is Justin Bauer. Uh, at Milwaukee. Um, I mean, Milwaukee is, is getting there as maybe like a top three Homer park. Uh, Zach Davies doesn't scare anyone. Um, and they tend to have a lot of righties in that lineup. It's not going to be helped with Gordon gone. Um, so I feel like Bauer gets nice protection there. Usually surrounded by some mix of Stanton and Azuna. Um, it also be interesting to see what happens with that lineup with Gordon gone. Uh, does everyone, you know, if it was up to me, I'd probably just move everyone up a, you know, one and have Yellick maybe hitting one or two. Um, so I like Bauer as a cheap play. I also like Napoli. Yeah. Um, it's another one where it's, yeah, it, it, it's making out to be a bit of a Cleveland stack for me against Morgan with uh, having Gomes and Napoli. But, um, yeah, I like uh, I like him as well. Always like Napoli against lefties. Yeah, I had both those uh, both those Cleveland guys written down. I agree. I like those. Um, if you like Nick Hundley going to the desert, do you like Mark Reynolds? Mark Reynolds has hit fine for the Rockies so far, and it's riding on I do have, No, it's, I do have him in the in the um, in on one or two roto teams going today as a stream. Uh, I like him. I mean, one of the things that with Hundley, I think his price is depressed a bit only because he missed some time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's yeah. Uh, I probably have a backtrack on what I had said before and saying that the, the, the reason why Colorado guys on the road, besides the long, you know, scene where they have the kind of the letdown of leaving at cores where they actually have to face curveballs that move, is um, they tend to be priced too high. Um, so I like Reynolds there. I probably, I think Napoli is pretty much the same play as Reynolds, but probably at a better bargain. Sure, that makes sense. Um, I've said a lot on this show that it's hard for me to go cheap at first base just because it's somewhere you kind of need to get your points. You know, and if you want to take a punt or, or get sneaky at catcher or shortstop, that's one thing. But at first base, I feel like I usually want to spend the money. Um, so I have guys like Adrian Gonzalez getting Cesar Vargas. should be fine. I have Joey Votto getting Juan Nicasio if you want. I'm okay with that. Uh, I have Jose Abreu getting Mike Wright. Those are all just big sluggers that have good matchups, and they're not creative, but, you know, those are good places to go for points uh, on Friday. Um, the You know, I, I like Chris Carter. I, I like the guys you had for sure. The only other one that I wanted to mention, um, and it's weird to talk about it as a first baseman, but depending on your format, he might be there, is Will Myers gets Alex Wood. And so far, so good this year for Will Myers. Um, he likes to hit lefties. That's the platoon advantage for him. There's a number of Padres that, you know, can hit lefties, you know, starting with Derek Norris, like we said. And uh, it's at Dodger Stadium. Um, I guess it's a better place than Petco to hit. Still not exciting. But if you believe that Alex Wood's troubles are significant, and they may be, uh, Will Myers could do fine. I prefer him in the outfield if I can get him there. But uh, he's been playing first base and could qualify there for you, depending on your format. And 
he's put himself in the conversation with the way he's hit, you know, uh, and there's still a lot of talent and he's still pretty young. So, um, personally, I probably go with more of a rock like Vado or, or Adrian Gonzalez or Chris Carter, but, um, he's, he's definitely an option there depending on how you set your format. Uh, Brad, did you have any first baseman that can't be forgotten before we move on? I think we can move along. Uh, yeah. Justin Bohr is the one guy I wanted to make sure we mentioned just because he's buried in the bargain column. Yeah. Yeah. I like that too. Um, Rudy, I'm going to put you on the spot at second base. Going to let you go first. Uh, who do you like at second base? It was admittedly a little thin for me. It, yeah, it is thin. I mean, I think if you're going to go premium there, I think Cano is the play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, you know, the mat, the matchup solid. I don't think it's a tremendous bargain, but you know, Medlin's probably going to only go five innings. You're going to get into that bullpen. Um, so I like Cano. I'd say if you're, if you're going for the, uh, the upside cheap dong play. I think you're going with with a scoop, or I can't. I never know if it's scoop or shoot. Scope, scope, actually, <laughs> yeah. which you never would have guessed. I don't believe it. Well, I'll learn how to pronounce his name. Yeah. Um, but I like him against Rodon. You're getting the platoon advantage. You're you're playing in Baltimore. Um, decent chance you're going to get a zero there. But you know, I, I like his chances at uh, extra base hits. Um, Coglin, who's struggled this year, who's a little bit homer prone, um, and I, so I kind of like Coglin as a, as a cheap play as well. He's priced real low, and maybe the you know third guy would be Starlin Castro. He's got the platoon advantage. He's facing Henry Owens, who really struggled with control his first outing, uh, and he's playing at Fenway. So yeah. those those would be kind of the ones that I'm flagging right now. Yeah, I, I had Starlin. I like that. Um, I also had DJ LeMahieu getting Robbie Ray. DJ LeMahieu is not that inspiring and doesn't have that greatest splits. And again, away from cords like that, the only reason I like it is because it's Arizona. It's not as good, but I'm still fine with it. And Robbie Ray struggles with, you know, with righties so much that I think that uh, LeMahieu is okay. It's not that exciting. Um, I know, Brad, we mentioned, and I'll be with uh, Derek Dietrich, you know, if he's taking over the starting job, it's a good place to start as he gets Zach Davies. That's a good matchup for him. Zach Davies again has not yep. done much, so uh, I I assume you're ready to go, Derek Dietrich, on day one today. Yeah. So the only thing is, both sites have him not as a second baseman, even though it's his natural position. Uh, oh, okay. He's third base on Fanduel and third base outfield on DraftKings. Oh. Uh, so yeah, you can plug him in at any of those spots. Uh, unfortunately, if you wanted to use a, a deep Marlin stack, uh, you won't be able to use uh, Prado and. Dietrich on FanDuel. Yeah. Uh, probably didn't want to do that anyway, but uh, if that was something that came to mind, it's not an option. Yeah, that, that would make it tough. Like Dietrich, uh, apparently not at second base. Um, The only other second baseman I had is uh, if you want to pick against Phil Hughes with the Tigers, where he talked about Miggy, um, they're mostly right-handed and they like to hit lefties, but I'm not worried about Phil Hughes and... Personally, when I have a stack like this where I know I want to pick against a pitcher, but I don't know who exactly to go with, because uh, I think they'll all score runs, but I don't know who has the best uh, one. Sometimes I like to go with the leadoff guy, because I think that he's going to get driven in, and I don't know exactly by who. And I think Ian Kinsler uh, can do fine against Phil Hughes. It's not left-handed, but uh, it's fine. And I don't know who's behind him is going to drive him in, but I think somebody will. Uh, and so if I, if I just want a general guy, especially in a thinner position like this, that I think can be a part of the run scoring, I want the leadoff guy, I want Kinsler, he's fine. Uh, so I think Kinsler or Hughes would be okay. 
Uh, Brad, would you consider Ian Kinsler? Yeah, definitely. There's a potential for a Tiger stack today that probably won't be terribly popular and still could go off on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, seem to recall J.D. Martinez is pretty cheap. Uh, you can continue to try to bet on Justin Upton, who's been cold, but still a good player. Yeah. And then uh, we already talked about Miggy. Uh, so there's guys out there. Uh, V-Mart's a catcher on FanDuel still. Uh, you got your options if you want to try to target Phil Hughes and his strike throwing. Yeah. Did you have any other second baseman we didn't get to? Uh, a couple I'd mention. Uh, Neil Walker running very hot these days. Uh, yeah. Homering all over the place. Uh, generally, he's running so hot that I'd stay away from him, except Jake Peavy is so exploitable that I'll stay on the bandwagon for today. Mm-hmm. Uh, pro- probably about time to uh, you know, start edging away from him, though, as his price continues to uh, creep upwards. And then uh, Brian Dozier against Michael Fulmer. Uh, could be an interesting one. Fulmer has proven to get a lot of strikeouts and a little bit homer prone in the minors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't have a, a good scouting report on him really. Uh, just kind of general stuff uh, that you know anyone can Google. And from what I can gather, it's possible that he's someone who's just going to throw uh, maybe a few too many fastballs over the plate. Uh, Dozier's going to be looking to turn on one, and uh, you know if he gets the right pitch, it could go far. <laughs> Yeah, between him and uh, Sean Manea, it's kind of cool uh, debuts, but these high, top prospect debuts are always kind of come with big question marks where you're like, you kind of want to pick them because they're inexperienced, but you're also like, I don't know what to do here. You know, they're they're question marks, I feel like is the best way to put it. Uh, and not a lot of compliments there. Um, yeah, anybody else at second base, Brad, before we move on? I think that covers the gist. Okay, you want to guess rolling at third base? Well, we mentioned Dietrich, uh, yeah. good pick today. Very cheap on FanDuel, 2200 uh, He was more on DraftKings. I didn't write down the price, uh, but it was enough that I didn't feel inclined to make room for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, like some of the uh, pricier options today, uh, always uh, happy to use Josh Donaldson against a lefty, even when it's a good one. Uh, so he's up against Drew Smiley today, and uh, prices crept down enough to be affordable. <laughs> he's yeah. been really expensive for most of the year, and now he's just normal expensive. Uh, same goes for Nolan Arenado up against Robbie Ray. Uh, another good one to pick if you're looking for a pretty uh, consistent big-time production. Yeah, I, I like both of those. Uh, I, I love Josh Donaldson. I'm kind of worried about Drew Smiley just because I like Drew Smiley, but that's the start I can yeah, see. He's a good pitcher. Yeah, I can see that going a few ways. We'll talk about Smiley more later. He's been awesome this year except when he faced Toronto. So, I don't know. It's not a good place for any lefty there, and Donaldson can do a lot. Um, I had uh, Arnado as well. Um, I have, do you like uh, Matt Duffy getting Steven Matz? Uh, a few Giants, and that's righty on lefty for him. Uh, I like some of those Giants against lefties. Are you scared away by Steven Matz at all? I'm not exactly scared by Steven Matz. Uh, Duffy's been a little inconsistent this year, and that's got me just slightly worried about him. Uh, also, uh, City, uh, say Bank Field, is tough on righties. Uh, not so much on lefties. Helps their power, but it's a pull up the uh, park factors here. It's something like uh, oh, it's not too bad on righties. I got it backwards, I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's still a. Uh, Something to consider. Mostly pitcher-friendly park. Yeah. Uh, or at least neutral. And not, not somewhere where I'm really over-eager to target. Yeah. Um, Rudy, what about you at third base? I had plenty of options. Is anybody there uh, your favorite specifically? Anybody you're excited yeah, about? Yeah, um, I'm... 
Well, I mean, the third base, I'm not liking much of the bargains. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, the guy who I'm a little surprised is not priced that higher is Machado. Yeah. I, I like his price on DraftKings and FanDuel. He's facing yeah. he's facing Rodon. I think that's, you know, a good matchup for him. I mean, I always like Donaldson. I think, you know, his price, depending on the service, is a little high. Um, two other guys that are, you know, known as kind of multi-position plays I don't mind, depending on the service, is Prado. Um, if if you're looking at a Florida stack against Davies at Milwaukee, um, and uh, another who another guy who qualifies for shortstop in some leagues is Eduardo Nunez. Um, bit of a you know, that my our DFS spot our uh, tool for DFS is really liking Nunez today against Fulmer against Detroit. Um, you know if I see him hitting leadoff, that might be a, a bit of a uh, a nice play at either shortstop or third if you're looking to save money. Okay, sure. Um, I also had uh, Alex Rodriguez getting Henry Owens, righty and lefty and Fenway. I kind of like Henry Owens, but I'm not that convinced yet, you know, uh, and I could see A-Rod having a game there. Uh, Adrian Beltre gets Hector Santiago. Uh, Beltre likes lefties. I like Santiago okay too, but I, I that's a, a matchup that's good for him. Um, and then the last two I had are Kyle Seeger gets Chris Medlin. I wish Chris Medlin were still awesome, but haven't really seen it lately. And I like Kyle Seeger. Kyle Seeger has been slow to start the year, but a lot of the peripherals suggest he's going to be just fine. I'm not worried about Kyle Seeger yet. Uh, so if you like him, uh, it's tough to pick against the Royals. We talked about how, you know, the bullpen can be pretty good and, and that one's, you know, one to be worried about. So Kyle Seeger's not a slam dunk, but I think that's fine. And then, any of the Dodgers you want to pick up against uh, Cesar Vargas, I think, you know, Justin Turner is going to be just fine, too. So I think third base is a, a day of options, but I agree that I might be going uh, expensive, whether it's Machado or Donaldson or even Arenado getting Robbie Ray. I'm fine with that. Um, did either of you have any third base one we got to get to before we move on? And nobody left behind. I'll, I'll mention Eugenio Suarez just because we always do. Yes. Uh, game is in Pittsburgh, so it's not ideal, but uh, yeah. I, I don't mind trying to grab him against uh, Juan Nicasio. Uh, just a, a fastball thrower, I think he can get to him. Yeah. Uh, Rudy, we did at Fangraphs, we did some bold predictions uh, before the year, like a lot of places do, and one of mine was that Eugenio Suarez will have more homers than Carlos Correa, which. I felt bad about right as I hit enter. I was like, oh, this might be bad. And so far, I believe last I checked, it's 5-3, to because I do love Eugenio Suarez. I don't look like a total dummy yet. Uh, it still makes me nervous. But uh, are you a Eugenio Suarez guy at all? I liked his eligibility coming into the season. Um, yeah, he, he screened regression target going into the year, but so far, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, no, I, I, I'm giving him a thumbs up. I think he's ownable in all leagues. Yeah. Um, and it just depends on the day. I mean, if I could avoid hitters going into Pittsburgh, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you, you need you need a really good advantage. I could see, like, if it was John Neese pitching or Jeff Locke pitching, I'd like uh, Suarez a bit more today. Sure. Yeah, I, I tend to go with him against lefties, you know, uh, and, and Pittsburgh is a little bit tough. Um, all right, so he's eligible at shortstop, maybe not in DFS, but in a lot of traditional ones, which is kind of why I like him. Oh, we're going to talk about shortstop. Shortstop was even tougher than, than second base for me. It's been a real tricky position all year. Uh, Rudy, what did you come up with at shortstop that you like? 
So it's going to sound like, uh, yeah, definitely on the young shortstops. I like I like Seager. I mean, you, you had mentioned Vargas against San Diego mm-hmm. uh, at L.A. Uh, isn't, isn't a great start. So I, I like Seager. Um, really like um, Lindor, you know, uh, at Philadelphia against Morgan. Or show had a you know been a lot better from the right side versus left side this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like the Lindor play, and he's not coming. He's coming at a pretty cheap price. And you know, the third kind of he's got Chatwood at home. Um, the Colorado starters haven't actually been as atrocious as usual, but um, I can see Arizona putting up some uh, runs today. And yeah. so yeah, getting the leadoff guy. Uh, isn't wouldn't be too bad. Uh, one guy I considered, but kind of mild on is Villar. Um, you know, at home against uh, Conley, he's got the well. He, he's a switch hitter, so he's not necessarily the platoon advantage. The one thing worth noting is got you know it's hard to steal against lefties. So there's always that difficulty of choosing a guy who's you know going to deliver a decent amount of his value with with a potential stolen base. Uh, taking a guy like him against a lefty. It's the same issue I have sometimes with Rajai Davis. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Or even Ellis Andrus, if you're ever an Ellis Andrus person. Sometimes it's like, oh, they hit lefties. What are they going to run against the lefty? Uh, and I agree, because I really like Jonathan VR. That's one of my, you know, matchup for me at shortstop. But why not run against Conley as much? That's true. He's been hitting lefties a lot this year, but that's, you know, it's pretty small sample size for him, but uh, it's switch hitter, and that's something, it's a skill I do believe he has, but I agree, that's kind of tough for the, the runners that hit lefties. Um, Brad, who do you have at shortstop? Uh, you could start with the Chris Carter of shortstop, Trevor Story. Yes. His price has fallen back out of the stratosphere uh, after his deep strikeout slump, uh, but he, he still has the power, he's got a lefty today. Um uh, it's still a good park for power to uh, Chase Field, uh, one of the better locations, especially early in the year when the games are still a little cool mm-hmm. on most stadiums. Uh, I, I think that the Rockies could definitely go off against Robbie Ray today. I also think Robbie Ray could have a really good game. Uh, he's going to be one of the higher risk-reward type pitchers today. And so uh, there's risk for more for Trevor Story as well. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, you guys covered the ones I had, really. Uh, I had Francisco Lindor, I had Jonathan VR, I had Corey Seager, and I had Trevor Story. That's not a ton of options for such a big slate, but I think it's four solid ones. I think it's the range, and I think that, you know, between those four, you can probably find somebody you like and at least uh, it up a bit. Um, did either of you have any shortstops that we didn't mention that we feel we need to get there? Maybe add to that pool a little bit. We might as well mention Carlos Correa. Uh, simply, he's very talented. Mm-hmm. He's priced comparably to uh, Seager on DraftKings and Story on uh, FanDuel. So if you're not buying our recommendations for those guys, uh, you can get Correa at the same price. Yeah, he gets Sean Manea, who we just don't know that much about yet. You know, it would not shock right. anybody if he had that good game. You know, it's it's not run out and grab him, but. If, if you want to go with him, I don't think you'd be crazy in any way. Uh, Rudy, do you have any other shortstops? No, no. I mean, I, I, yeah, I looked at Correa. I, I can see Correa as part of a, a stack against Manaya, um mm-hmm. because I just think, you know, he, I, I like him a lot. But, man, Houston is like the worst matchup. Yeah, maybe pitching at Boston would be worse. But, I mean, Altuve, Springer, Correa – uh, yeah, even like Gaddis, I mean, 
Yeah, that, that's just not a lineup I want to face as a lefty. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, you're get, you're not going to get. There's no bargains on that. Yeah, maybe maybe Gaddis, which I think he's got like catcher eligible in one of the leagues, mm-hmm. uh, one of the the sites. Um, I might that might not. Yeah, you know, if you're going to do it, I would do it as part of there. Otherwise, I I don't know on Correa. I, I'm probably going to go a little cheaper and get Lindor. Yeah, yeah, that I agree. There are a lot of those Astros guys that hit lefties, but it's who knows. At least these new guys for DFS for me are often just stayaways. Where I think there's points to be had there, maybe, but I don't, I don't know. So, um, all right, let's move on to outfield. There's always a ton of outfield options on Thursday. Matt really liked the Mark Trumbo getting John Danks, which I suppose seemed obvious, but then he hit that home run, and it just seemed inevitable. Uh, I agree there. Um, and so now Trumbull gets a lefty again, but it's Carlos Rodon. It's not nearly as much of a slam dunk that facing John Danks is, but I'm still interested. I still think Trumbull's hitting lefties well, and I still think Rodon is hittable uh, at times. Uh, there's a lot of upside there, but I think they'd do fine. Um, opposite side of that for me, uh, Adam Eaton, you know, the Red Sox, or the White Sox did get halted finally on Thursday, but uh, I think Eaton's going to be fine, and I'm still not worried about Mike Wright at all. I think that the White Sox guys can hit him. I don't think if you're going in the outfield, you want Adam Eaton. I don't think anybody's that inspired by uh, Melky Cabrera or anybody else there. Uh, Adam Eaton should do fine. And then, uh, Rudy, you mentioned Rajai Davis getting a lefty. He gets Adam Morgan, and after that really slow start to the year, he's picked it up. He's doing fine. He's a part-time player, but you'd think they use him against a lefty here. Uh, Hopefully he can run against Adam Morgan, but either way, uh, against a lefty is where you want him. Um, I also had, I just wrote Pirates Outfield against Dan Straley. Pick one. We do this a lot. Uh, the one of the platoon advantage will be, uh, Gregory Polanco, but I, it's not like I don't think, uh, Marte and McCutcheon can't do fine against Straley. And again, when you pick the Reds, you pick probably half the game for that bullpen, too. And that's about as juicy as a good starter matchup. I like that. Um, that's the top of mine. Uh, we got plenty to go. We're going to rotate. Uh, Rudy, who do you like at outfield uh, that I haven't listed? Okay. Well, I like, um, I mean, I, I've, I like Miami guys today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think both Ozuna and Yelich come at, at solid prices. Uh, Yelich is, you know, looks like he's go, goes obviously more expensive, but I think, at Milwaukee against Davies, I think that there's potential for a route there. Uh-huh. So, like, one of those two guys, uh, depending on how much salary you have to play with, I mean, Stanton, you know, is, is quite expensive. But, uh, you know, I, c- I could see that if you saved enough money even going uh, for Stanton. Uh, I like Peralta uh, facing Chatwood at home. Sure. Um, so, in Arizona. Um, I like Reddick. Uh, I think he's just... You know, he's he's a lock at number three. He's got the platoon advantage. Um, I feel like Reddick's been underpriced from, you know, in all formats all year. Um, just, I think, a solid hitter. Um, two other plays, I'd say um, the other Chris Davis, K, Chris Davis see, seems to be heating up. Um, kind of like him at home. Um, yeah, he doesn't get the platoon advantage today. Um, but you know, I like him for power potential against fires. Sure. Um, and then one that cannot be explained by any, if, if you believe in momentum, um, you definitely don't want this pick, but, uh, Justin Upton, you know, facing Hughes, 
it, it feels like, you know, I feel like Justin Upton takes off months. Like you, you go back every year, he has three good months, three bad months. I'm thinking maybe uh, May starts early. Right. And Phil Hughes is not that intimidating or the Twins bullpen, nope. you know. So, no, I'm definitely fine with that. And I agree with Stanton just in terms of if you can afford it, great. He's on fire right now. I don't know how much we buy into hot streaks or the cold streaks, but he's clearly healthy. He's clearly okay. And he keeps hitting them pretty hard like he does. So, yeah, any of those Marlins outfielders sound good to me, depending on where the, the price point fits you. Uh, Brad, where do you think you're going in the outfield? Yeah, so while we run through a lot of options today, uh, I, I'll, I'll just bounce over a few of them. Uh, I like Mike Trout and Cole Calhoun today. Uh, I think that's a pretty good matchup for them against Colby Lewis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm liking, uh, you mentioned uh, Justin Upton, who's very cheap on FanDuel, I think 2600 uh, his teammate, J.D. That's Martinez, isn't bad either at 3200 I yeah. think that's definitely too cheap. And he's not even cold. Like, Justin Upton's cold. But J.D. Martinez is hitting fine uh, doing J.D. Martinez things. So he's batting second most days. Uh, definitely a guy that I'd be looking to use against Phil Hughes. I think he's uh, you know, just strike throwers in general. I think good matchup for J.D. Martinez. Uh, also liking uh, Brewers, uh, specifically Domingo Santana. At 2600 on FanDuel, but also Ryan Braun. Yes. Uh, another good one. I'm uh, in on both of them. If you have the money for him. Yeah. Um, last guy I jotted down, uh, Yasiel Puig. Uh, another guy who's just kind of a little uh, disrespected by FanDuel a bit at 3100 I think that's just a bit low for him uh, price-wise. I, I like all those for sure. I'm definitely in on uh, lefty crusher Domingo Santana and Ryan Braun getting Conley. I like Adam Conley. I just don't think it's a good matchup for him, you know. And I don't think Brewers are murderers row, but there are right. just a lot of options in that Brewers lineup to hit lefties uh, that I like. I also had uh, the Mets outfield getting Jake Peavy, if you're willing to pick against him. Yep. That whole outfield's hitting, you know, Granderson and Conforto and Cespedes. I'm fine with any of them getting Peavy. Those would be good. Um, I had Ryan Rayburn getting Robbie Ray. It's away from Coors, but he gets in the lineup against lefties. I'm not. I, I think Arizona's 80% as good as Coors, 70%. You know, it, Coors is the extreme, but again, I feel like Arizona's the only other place who'd be like, you know what, that's okay. And I, I like Ryan Rayburn getting a lefty. Um, the only other stack I had that, again, is interesting. I brought up Will Myers earlier, but do you guys trust Matt Kemp? against Alex Wood, righty and lefty is good. Or, if you want to get really crazy, Melvin Upton Jr. is looking okay. And and not hitting lefties yet this year, but has historically hit lefties. Uh, are you considering Melvin Upton either in DFS against Alex Wood or just in general in your fantasy leagues? Obviously not a standard league, but are, can he hit enough to make his power and speed worth it? Uh, Rudy, are you in on Melvin at all? No, not really. I, yeah. I do feel... T- yeah, I mean, and then this is another one where you've got like you know a lefty pitcher, so you you get a. I, I'd rather I'd bet on Upton speed right now before the power in the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, would rather him against a righty, even though it's against the platoon advantage, just because I don't. It's just too tough stealing against a uh, a lefty. Sure, sure. 
Uh, we got a comment in our chat. Uh, Richie also asked Conforto against PV, which I brought up. Uh, do you have a favorite Mets outfielder, Brad? Is it Conforto's just been hitting like crazy? <laughs> it, it goes back and forth based on the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Conforto's hitting well. Uh, you know, got Granderson leading off. Uh, Yoannis, when he's healthy, he's very good. Uh, <laughs> any of those guys on a given day uh, yeah. could be top option. Yeah, but I don't have any hesitations about any of them, including Conforto. He has the most question marks because he's youngest, but like he's been great. Right. Yeah, he's going to do just fine. It's platoon advantage for him against PV. Uh, I say totally thumbs up on where, whichever one fits your price point. Uh, I yeah. say go nuts. Right, and I'd say, yeah, Conforto seems criminally cheap on DraftKings compared to Granderson and Cespedes. Mm-hmm. He's at 3500 The other guys are at 43 and 45 Yeah, that, that price doesn't make sense. Yeah, and he's a three. He's a, he's hitting third. Yeah, I think. I mean, a DraftKings Conforto is definitely the bet. Although, uh, yeah, I mean, Granderson. Granderson is tempting hitting leadoff. Conforto's hitting three thirty eight with a one thousand forty four OPS so far this year. Uh, kind of quiet. Only three home runs, but he's he has nine doubles already. He only had fourteen last year. I mean, only in like a third of a season. But he's he's twenty three and he looks just fine. So, yeah, he's quietly doing great. You know, that lineup can hit for sure. Uh, yeah. So, it's, yeah. I, I don't... It's just a shame something bad's going to happen to him in about two years because that's <laughs> just – anytime there's hope in Netville, something bad's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Once he signs his extension, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, so far, so good right now. But, yeah. yeah signs with Scott Boris. Yeah, it's weird to go that the New York player is underrated, you know, maybe because Neil Walker is stealing all the attention over there, and of course, you want a Cespedes, but Michael Conforto, pretty quietly, has been awesome. I'm, you know, I, I think thumbs up all around from all of us. Um, any outfielders you guys feel like we need to get to before we get into the pitching side of things? Ready to move on. Um, yeah, right. I think we can move yeah. on. All right, so pitching has, it's, it's fun. I like having a lot more options of pitching, and that's where these Friday matchups are kind of fun. A lot of places to go. I don't feel like I'm stuck with anything. Um, Sean Manea, I think we agreed, is interesting, but the matchup is just too questionable uh, against Houston. If you're feeling crazy, if you're feeling lucky, and if you want to just take a shot in the dark, maybe on a, a cheaper for fun stack, go nuts. But I don't think we can really endorse this matchup. Um, I'm more interested in Michael Fulmer getting the Twins, because I still can't get over this. It was last weekend. The Twins struck out 15 times against Tanner Roark, and that taste is going to be in my mouth for the next couple months, where I'm just like, Twins matchup. Like, they have the potential to <laughs> to just give away points. Um, our, oh, yeah. Rudy, are you in on Michael Fulmer uh, against the Twins, uh, either because it's the Twins, or do you like Michael Fulmer much? Um, I don't have a good read on Fulmer. I can tell you that, you know, our DFS bot doesn't like him today. Um, I think some of that, it's, it's definitely not because of fear of the twins. Um, I think if it was a home start, I'd feel better. I mean, one of the more reliable things is that, you know, you go on the road, your K rate goes down, your walk rate goes up. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just tougher to, to have success on the road. Um, so that, that'd probably be the main reason if it was home, it would be. I wouldn't mind the play as kind of a gamble, mm-hmm. um, and I agree with you on Manaya. That's just, uh, yeah. I mean, I think I think the best thing you could say there is that the K upside yeah. against the Astros. They're not afraid to strike out, but um, yeah, that that would that would be probably a, a GPP contrarian play. 
Right. If he comes out and has a good oh, day, I won't be blown away. But it's I'm not going to be the one trying it out. Um, the other really controversial or at least tricky pick for me on Friday is Drew Smiley. Drew Smiley has 33 strikeouts to five walks. He's only allowed one run in his past two starts. He's really talented. He's at home. I wish I had him in more fantasy leagues. I love Drew Smiley. But the only bad outing he's had so far is at home against Toronto. It was his first start of the year. He allowed five runs. And he's at home against Toronto again. It's probably the number one bad matchup for lefties. Does the matchup scare you away from his talent? Brad, do you, you got to stay away from Drew Smiley? I, I've been staring this one down all morning. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a tough one. Because his price tag isn't actually insane on FanDuel. Mm-hmm. Uh, DraftKings, absolutely, I'm not touching him. He's 10400 there. Uh, it's just not worth paying for that to face the Blue Jays. Uh, DraftKings is 8700 and that I think that's appropriately priced for the matchup. Yeah, and you're you. looking at a, a high ceiling today. Still, he's a very good pitcher. Uh, as you mentioned, controls his own well, uh, good command of a good repertoire, uh, can go deeper into a game than a lot of the other guys out there today. And, yeah, there's, there's definitely a ceiling here. Uh, the issues, there's two of them. Uh, Blue Jays lineup, as we mentioned. Also, the Rays lineup. Uh, not terribly confident that they'll get to Sanchez. Yeah. Uh, they're just they're so aggressive, and Sanchez's issue is command. Yeah. Uh, you're you're going to bail them out with the aggression that they have. Uh, so we'll see how that matchup goes. Uh, but uh, a little hard to see Smiley getting the win, and also uh, just the matchups hop tough. Yeah, I, I wanted to bring up Aaron Sanchez, too. He's been pretty darn good this year. It's another guy I wish I had in more formats. I liked him as a flyer, for sure. He's going to Tampa Bay. It's a good matchup for him, for sure. He led six runs his last time out uh, against Oakland, which is a little bit concerning, and I think Sanchez might have his growing pains this year from time to time. Uh, but I like him right. in general. Uh, Rudy, are you, do you like Aaron Sanchez, and do you like him in Tampa Bay for Friday? Uh, I, I mean, I definitely like him. You know, he, he's definitely on that flyer list for this year. Um, you know, surprising given his stuff, how, you know, um, Mercurial he is. Mm-hmm. Um, again, young pitcher on the road, I tend to shy away. Um, if it was going to be anywhere in the AL, obviously Tampa um, is the is the, the safest place. Um, you know, th- this is a really tough pitching slate. You know, there's a lot of options, but I I mean, I'm looking at. I don't see any premium option worth it today. Yeah, um, I agree. So, so you start there and then say, yeah. I mean, like, what? What's your poison? Um, I mean, I, so I got three guys. So I think Aaron Sanchez. I, I couldn't fault the play, especially in, if you're going if you're doing DraftKings with two pitchers. I mean, the three I got, and I'm not going to say these say this with much confidence, is uh is Alex Wood, Robbie Ray, and Nicasio. Um, all three are at home. I think all three are facing below average um, park neutral teams in Woods facing San Diego. Robbie Ray's got you know Colorado outside cores, and Nicasio's got Cincinnati. Um, I like all three. I mean, I've got them all in, in, in at least one league for Roto. You know, no doubt, though, you're dealing with um, – probably low floor and not the highest of ceilings, particularly with Alex Wood. Uh Um, But I'm looking at this, you know, I like to look at, you know, for hitters and pitchers, but especially pitchers, I like to look at 
my point projection and my dollar per point projection. And I got Wood and Ray at number six and seven today. And actually, you know, one of those is Lester, who you can't even play. Um, Smiley, actually, I like on the projection side. Um, probably don't have the stones to play him. Yeah. Uh, against Toronto. It is at Tampa. It is home. I, so I, I could kind of get behind the, the Smiley play. Um, but would probably go cheap here on Wood on a – some combination of Wood, Ray, and Nicasio. Yeah. You could tell me just about any pitching line for what Drew Smiley does tonight, and I believe you. <laughs> like, if he throws yes. seven shutout with ten strikeouts, I'd be like, yeah, totally. Like, good work. But if you're like, oh, yeah, I got blown up and, like, allowed six runs and left in the third inning, I'd be like, sure. Like, yeah, I believe that, too. Uh, they could do yeah. a lot. Um, it, it's interesting, and I agree. It makes it hard to trust them. It depends on how you play DFS and, you know, how many stacks you do or how many different uh, games you want to play. But I don't, we're, we're not saying stay away. We're just saying where there's not a lot of confidence. But there's definitely undeniable upside. He's, he's, he's good. Um, I have Corey Kluber going to Philadelphia. Because why not? I don't think, you know, Philadelphia is that bad. But but I think that you can definitely match up against them. It's not a great park, but I think Corey Kluber is fine. Um, I like Masahiro Tanaka as a pitcher. He continues doing well, but Boston's also a tough matchup. It's not as extreme as Drew Smiley getting the the Blue Jays for me, but I could see a lot of outcomes there. But plenty of them are good. I think Tanaka is going to be okay. Um, and then uh, Steven Strasburg gets the Cardinals. I don't think the... Cardinals are that great. I think they're good, not great. Um, but Steven Strasburg gets those strikeouts, and if you want to go with him as a as a points workhorse, that'd be fine. Um, the only quote unquote ace that I'm staying away from, Felix Hernandez gets the Royals, and the Royals are typically a bad matchup, and he's had such problems this year. It hasn't quite shown up in his ERA, but a lot of people are worried about the velocity. A lot of people are worried about the control. I hope he's okay. I think he definitely could be okay, but right now. I can't trust Felix against the Royals. Uh, would either of you consider that? Or I, I assume that you're also a little bit worried about Felix. Uh, Brad, what about you? Yeah, I have my share of concerns. Uh, just because you don't like seeing guys uh, lose velocity. And I, I didn't look into how he did his last start, so maybe there's been some changes since the uh, first few. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I was seeing early in the season, a guy who uh, still very talented, still getting a lot of movement on his pitches, and uh, you know, has a really good idea of how to pitch, uh, but he he was full effort trying to get through some of those lineups that weren't even very good. Yeah. Uh, if he's making any kind of mistakes off in a game, uh, could turn into a disaster. Last time he got the Angels, and I'm, it's two home runs. I believe it was home run to Mike Trout, which is okay. Mike Trout hits him hard, and then a home run to Cliff Pennington, which I don't know what you do with that. Uh, uh, two strikeouts, four strikeouts, two walks, seven innings, three runs. Like, okay, like he was all right, you know, but I I want to see more from him. And I, I legitimately just hope he's good because I love yeah. Felix. It would be sad to see him start declining. But the Royals are just a tough matchup, but I I can't get yeah. near Felix. Uh, Rudy, yeah. Do you, yeah. Just don't have, yeah, I'd agree. I mean, I don't think he, I don't think, um, yeah, if there was a team I wouldn't want to face, I mean, the Royals just don't strike out. So yeah. you already have some K concerns with Felix Hernandez. So I just don't see a high ceiling there. 
um, where, you know, I'd rather gamble on Strasburg because, you know, like he, he could come out of that with a 10 K game. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though, even though he's on the road, um, I'd rather, I'd rather gamble. If I'm going to go expensive gamble on Strasburg Kluber's, you know, I like, he's my number one point projection for the, the day, um, driven by K's, but, um, yeah, he's, he's not cheap. Yeah. I think, you know, like, and I said, yeah, I mean, I, I deduct a decent amount for, for road starts. Um, and unfortunately with Kluber is that, you know, he's kind of like, yeah, he's got a little bit of Pineda in him because when he, I mean, yeah, it, it's, he's kind of a frustrating own. If you, if you don't watch the game and you, you, and you just look at the K number, it's usually good, but he, he's had some bad innings this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and Philadelphia is not, not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they've been so bad the last year or two, but you know, Odebel Herrera, Franco, um, you know, you know, even, you know, Howard every once in a while could hit a ball. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I feel like if I had to guess it, I'm looking at like a, you know, maybe he goes seven innings, gives up two to three runs, gives up two homers, but and K is like eight. I think yeah. I'd rather I'd rather gamble on the uh, on the cheaper plays and uh, and and maybe you know get a Stanton sure. at Milwaukee. Sure. Um, well, we also run a contest here at the podcast, especially Matt and I. Every day we pick streamers under fifty percent owned in Yahoo leagues and. Today was kind of a tough day for that. Um, I ended up going with Mike Fires. Just I'm hoping to keep the ball in the park. I'm really picking against the A's because we named some A's, but we didn't name that many. As long as you know Reddick and Boat don't take him deep, I feel okay about Fires there. Hopefully rebounding a little bit. I don't feel great about it. Uh, Matt went with Adam Conley, um, who again I like as a pitcher, Ooh. but just not a good matchup for him in Milwaukee. But it was kind of a tough day for guys under 50% owned, uh, which is our artificial benchmark. Um, but, yeah, is there any other pitchers for you guys that we feel like we didn't mention? I mean, Alex Wood, I, I want to see him rebound, but a lefty against San Diego could be a little bit problematic. One guy I'm um, interested in is uh, Hector Santiago. Okay. Uh, just, just mostly on the improved stuff this year. Uh, past ball velocities up over two miles per hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, the matchup against the Rangers not terribly great for him. Uh, price point is though pretty good still. Uh, so kind of like with your smiley, uh, you're looking at a situation where uh, matchup's not good, but the price kind of reflects that, and so he's at fair value. Uh, he should neutralize Prince Fielder, who's have you know, been cold in general, and then. Uh, Nomaran Bazaar doesn't always start against lefties. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's two of their better hitters out of the lineup right there. And then uh, you got to worry about uh, Adrian Beltre more. <laughs> yeah, that's the only Rangers player we listed, and I like the matchup for Beltre. That's about it. I like Hector Santiago. I, I think that's that's definitely underrated. Uh, Rudy, do you have anybody else at pitcher that you feel like we need to get out there? Uh, uh, I mean, I, I'd go I'd go Robbie Ray. You like Robbie um, Ray getting the, the course hangover? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, um, and he's got, I mean, I think that the, the, the toughest thing with an Alex Wood is that his ceiling is just low. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's, there's, I'm not convinced that, uh, he's going to get you more than like your five, you know, like your floor of five Ks. Yeah. Um, but when Robbie Ray's on, and I think he, yeah, it seems to be a trend with the Arizona pitchers because Robbie De La Rosa, uh, yesterday 
had one of those nine, you know, crazy good starts that uh, teases. Um, I feel like Robbie Ray is a better version of De La Rosa. Sure. Um, yeah. So, and this is their first, and this, and Colorado's, this is the, this is the hangover day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I'd go right. I like that. I like that in terms of, you know, if you're thinking about a guy that could have a lot of different results, kind of like Drew Smiley, I think Robbie raised that. Um, not quite the same ceiling, but the same kind of potential in both directions. And if you want to get crazy with the stack, save a lot of money and go with Robbie Ray and, and have the same kind of roll of the dice. Uh, it, it's not it's not as good, but it's like the cheaper version of this matchup for me uh, and just in terms yeah. of volatility. And, and I, I like so that. Good, and I'm... Yeah, and I'm still good on Nicasio. I'm pretty sure he's been 50% owned as well. Yeah. Um, I I think the the key is with a guy. It's like he's looked bad on his road starts. He's looked good on his home starts. I do believe in Searage. Um, and yeah, not not totally convinced on Cincinnati's lineup. I think uh, I think he might he, he has a chance at coming in with a uh, a nice start across the board. Sure. Um, all right, uh, Brad, you got anybody else we got to mention for Friday? I think that about covers it for yeah. me. We, we've, we've done a, a long rundown of all uh, 14 matchups for sure. Um, I asked you guys before uh, we recorded just to take a quick peek at the weekend. We don't want to ignore the weekend entirely. Any matchups you're excited about? On Saturday, uh, Matt and I are both picking, at least for our contest, J.A. Happ going to Tampa Bay. I think he'll do fine there. The, the Rays have been cold, and he's been just fine for the Blue Jays um, is a little bit underrated, but the matchups I like, we also, on this show, we love Chase Anderson, and he gets the Marlins, and that could be just fine, but um, Brad, do you have anything on this Chris Davinsky character starting for the Astros, getting Oakland? I don't have a lot on him, to be yeah. honest. He's someone who I didn't even recognize his name when I saw him come up on the probable stars list. I mm-hmm. just wasn't expecting to see him there. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I looked into him a little more. Uh, the stuff looks like maybe it would play. Kind of phone there. Uh, <laughs> stuff looks like it would, maybe it would play as uh, you know, a back end rotation starter against the Athletics. Is definitely an interesting matchup for him. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't expect more than five innings. And so you're gonna have a hard time getting a win out of that. Sure. Um, did anything else pop up to you on Saturday that you are enticed by, either DFS wise or just that you want to watch? Saturday's got a lot of good uh, streaming picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ross Stripling against the uh, Padres. I uh, mentioned a few of them. Uh, both sides of Chase Anderson and Wee and Chen uh, in Milwaukee. Uh, the only thing not to like about that is the park. Uh, both yeah. offenses are kind of meh. Uh, Jared Eikhoff against the Indians, if he's still under 50. Yeah. Uh, and Trevor Bauer. Half. Yeah, there's Trevor Bauer, too. I'm, I'm a little cooler on, but uh, still a guy who has upside against a team like the Phillies. Uh, so that, that's a lot more options than most days have this time of year. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Rudy, what about Saturday for you? Anything stick out to you? You know, uh, yeah, so I'm looking at the streaminator at uh, guys who are owned in less than 80% of leagues. It's not a not a great slate of them. Um, I'd probably take Eikhoff. Um, I have him as a $7 play, which is generally about um, a good 12-team stream. But he's owned in most competitive leagues. Uh, Bauer, I don't trust. He's going to go too far in the game. Um, and, yeah, he's a bit of a wild card. Um 
Stripling, yeah. Stripling I'd have kind of close. I think anytime you get a guy home in L.A., uh, you know, it's just, yeah, it's a pretty safe play. Um, you know, the other two guys that I have, like, even close would be, like, a Porcello um, at home against the Yankees. Uh, might have some K potential there. And um, uh, Pineda's pitching, so God knows what that's going to look like. Um, and then, yeah, my, I seem to – I seem to – you know, keep thinking that, you know, Wade Miley's going to resurrect himself. Um, something to watch out for. Um, you know, matchup against Kansas City is not great. I think, I think the one solace there is that the bats that – a lot of the bats in KC are lefty that scare you. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at Hosmer, God, uh, Hosmer, uh, Hosmer Gordon, uh, Moustakis. Yeah. So that might play a role, but, I mean, the K potential is bad. Um yeah, and then, yeah, I mean, and I don't think Sunday's terribly better, but I think the, the highlight, if he's still available in your league, is uh, if you want to be bold and try Rich Hill um, and hope that uh, he could he could best the uh, the righty stack of Houston. I, um, yeah, uh, we've talked about Rich Hill a lot on this podcast. Yeah. I'm banging Another Rich Hill. Another high-risk, high-reward. I'm, yeah. I'm number one on that bandwagon. I'm right there. Uh, after... He took down Detroit. We talked about it a lot this week, just in terms of that being a really bad matchup for a lefty. He went in and was great, and I almost feel he's this weird kind of matchup proof where there, he kind of decides whether he's on or not. And if he's on, like the matchup doesn't matter that much. I mean, I'm still nervous against Houston and against like you know yeah. the Blue Jays and stuff, but like he can do it. If he's on, he's fine. And uh, that's my pick. He's somehow not at 50%. He should be. I think he needs to be owned in all leagues just for the upside. He's that flyer that somebody has to at least take. And so I have him Sunday. Matt has Tom Kohler at Milwaukee, which I think is much more boring. Maybe more safe, but much more boring. <laughs> but I'm watching every Rich Hill start. Yeah, I'm taking every Rich Hill start, uh, or at least watching it. I want to see what he's doing. I think he's one of the most fun stories this year so far um, to, to see. Uh, Brad, what are you looking at on Sunday? I think you guys cover the streaming options. There's very few of them. It's because there's a billion aces going. Yes. Uh, there's a Bumgarner, or a Cindergard start. That's definitely going to be one that I try to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Clayton Kershaw pitching, Max Scherzer, Chris Sale, uh, David Price is going, and then uh, some second-tier quality aces like uh, Cole Hamels, Denny Salazar, uh, it, it, it's a deep, deep day. Uh, yeah. Carlos Martinez is another one. So yeah, lots of lovely games to watch. Uh, should be some good pitching. Cool. Yeah, that, that's a that's a good baseball day for sure. Well, that should about wrap it up for us. Uh, Rudy, you got anything else uh, going on over at Razzball or things we can talk about before we get rolling? Again, I'm a longtime reader over there and excited about the streaminator and whatnot. You guys do a ton of leagues. Um, what else you guys got going on at Razzball? Yeah, no, I mean, um, well, I mean, we're, we're continually, you know, getting content out there. Uh, yeah, tool subscriptions, I mean, you can still get in now, get a, a season-long pass and uh, save some dough. Um, the one thing we added to the DFS tools, we do have an optimizer in there, uh, partnered with Lineup Lab, but it's called the Stackinator. And you can look at, you know, top, the top 200 or top 800, actually, four bat stacks, three bat stacks, two bat stacks for things mm-hmm. like uh, – DraftKings, Yahoo, and Fantasy Draft. So um, something we added this year, I think, 
an interest and, and kind of another way of looking at stacks instead of looking at, you know, researching all the individual players is looking at what's the stacks collective dollar per point mm-hmm. ratio. Yeah. Like I said, the, I was looking at it and it was overwhelming, which is a good thing just in terms of options. You guys are using all sorts of DFS sites, all sorts of fantasy sites. There's a, a lot of stuff in this tool, which is pretty good. Yeah. And then you guys are covering other sports over there now too, right? Yeah. We have football, basketball, hockey, and soccer. Um, so yeah, so we, we, we've got that stuff covered. I, my hat's, uh, right now focused, I'm pretty much focused strictly on baseball, but, uh, maybe there might be some, uh, some nice stuff in football and basketball going this year. Cool. Well, right on. Yeah. That's over at Razball. Rudy, thanks for joining us. Glad you could be on here. Uh, Brad, what else you got going on this weekend? More of the same. Uh, got the daily grind invitationals every day. Uh, kind of lay back on those on the weekend. I have a lot less attention to focus. Uh, but today's is up. It's on DraftKings. It's a 40 user one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you'll have the link for it uh, yeah. to print yeah, the post. In the, in the Fangrass post, we, we didn't talk about it enough during the episode, but definitely uh, yeah. if you want to play, you know, with Brad and with other Rotographs readers, uh, click that, you know, kind of, I like that the DFS has an option to play with your friends, which is one of my favorite parts of uh, traditional fantasy, and it can be kind of hard playing against faceless people, so trying to bring the community back in DFS a little bit. I like that movement lately of doing these games, you know, so you can play against Brad and and Rotographs people uh, there. So that, that link. If you're going to play DFS anyway, you know, might as well join a contest like that. So Yeah, um, yeah. and they're just they're just $2, uh, not trying to uh, make it a, a big money-making mm-hmm. endeavor. It's more for fun. And I'm keeping a leaderboard up on uh, my daily column, uh, the Daily Grind. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so uh, keeping track of who's winning and uh, assigning points and dollar values and all that. Uh, so See, uh, you get some bragging rights over to Season 2 if you're doing well. <laughs> for 2 bucks, I want to play Drew Smiley and or Robbie Ray and just see how it goes. Because if they hit, like that's that's pretty fun. For 2 bucks, I'm I'm all about taking that risk. So that's pretty cool. Um, all right, well, that should about do it for us. Rudy is on Twitter, at Rudy Gamble. Uh, Brad's on Twitter, at Baseball A-Team. I'm on Twitter, at HigginsFOS. Uh, thanks, guys, for watching. Uh, and again, thanks to both of you for joining us. That should about do it for us. I'll be back on Monday with Matt, as always. And uh, other than that, good luck with your stacks, and we'll see you then. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.